everybody. Welcome to our show. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. This is a podcast for and about the town we love. And now we're talking Darian. Hello. Welcome to our 2021 political candidate interview series. I took over Taylor's intro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny handing the reins over on that one. Um, yeah, we're excited. This fall, we opened our studio to candidates running for office on November 2nd in the contested races of Board of Selectmen and Board of Education. Uh, we set some pretty strict ground rules. We told everybody they would receive the seven, same seven questions two days in advance. Uh, we promised them no commentary by us uh, of any kind during the, during the interview. And we gave them the right to final review and approval before publication of their interview. That's right. And every candidate got back to us. Everyone was very considerate. We appreciated that. Uh, but the Democrats across the board have declined to participate. And there'll be no commentary, as Taylor said, but I have to give you one here. I, it's just my personality. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely disappointed about that. Um, if you're going to be in an office and running for office, we've got to sit down together. We have to keep talking. We have to try harder and put ourselves in these uncomfortable situations. So um, I appreciate those that are coming in. I know it is a new medium, and I hope you guys enjoy this on your own time. Yeah, I hope it's helpful. Here we go. Hello, today is October 15th, and we are sitting here with Dave Brown, candidate for the Board of Education. Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you? Good to be here, Taylor. Oh, we're good. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for coming, Dave. It's great to see you. Great um, to see you, Liz. Thanks, thanks. Uh, we appreciate you doing this this format. I know like podcast is kind of a new a new thing for most people. So is this your first one? This is the first, so <laughs> yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, doing it. Um, we're having fun with it. All right, so... You know the deal. Seven questions. I'm going to start us off. Is that okay, Taylor? Absolutely. All right. Um, first one's an oldie but a goodie. What makes you most qualified for this position? So I think what would make me most qualified is the experience I have over the past three years. Um, you know, it is a little bit, a little bit of a steep learning curve on Board of Ed. I don't think my first year was great. There was a lot to learn. Um, Fortunately, I think I have learned a lot. Um, when you first come on, it's difficult to realize that you really are working as a supervisory board. You're measuring, you're setting goals, you're checking the implementation. You're not there as advocates for the administration. You're not there as cheerleaders. You're really there to make sure that they're doing the job that they've been hired to do. And so once you get around to that, it really changes your focus on what you need to do and what's important at the board level, setting policy, setting goals, and measuring how well you know that's taking place. The other question, um, or the other thing I think that makes me well suited is having um, experience in the legal side practicing as an attorney. Obviously, we've seen over the years when people lose focus on what the legal priorities are for the board, you know, things can go wrong. And so I think that's something we're going to have to focus on going forward. I am the only um, attorney that's up for re-election, so hopefully I'll have a chance to put that to use. Dave, one follow-up question. We usually don't do this, but you, you clearly you're on the board. It sounds like from what you're saying. How long have you been on there? So it's just coming up on three years. This will be the end of the first three-year term Great. in okay. November. Thank you. Question two. What do you hope to accomplish during your term? So there are a lot of things I'd like to accomplish. I think we need to look at the curriculum committee that we've finally been able to form after a couple of years of effort. I think there's important work there to make sure that the curriculum reflects the needs, goals, and desires of the parents in town and make sure that our students are learning what's really important and what will serve them as they grow up in life. Um, I know I've seen through education personally that you know focus on things like mathematics and English, grammar, certainly have longer-term benefits than some of the other issues that we've been focused on. So I really want to make sure we get that in place. 
I also would like to have the opportunity to look at some of the technology we have. I think a few years ago, the idea of handing everybody an iPad sounded pretty neat and innovative, but the goal was simply to hand everybody an iPad. It didn't really tailor into the curriculum. It didn't fit into how do we increase productivity of teachers, how do we increase productivity of students, and I don't really see how the technology is being driven by curriculum. So again, I think curriculum is very important because that's important work we have on the technology side. Other things I think we need to look at are going to be the strategic plan that we've adopted. So that was kind of done with an outside group. It was done by some parents that were picked by the old chair and the admin. And as we're starting to get past COVID and look at implementing some of that, it seems pretty clear from the community that maybe some of these goals don't reflect the broader community's interests. I think we really maybe need to take a look at the strategic plan. We may need to take out parts of it, or we may need to even just scrap it and start over again. I know sitting on the board, there were some questions about the facilitator that was hired. And, um, you know, maybe we didn't know everything we did going into the vote to approve that. So really, that may be something we may have to redo some of that work. And, um, you know, I think that's something we're really going to have to consider because I think the curriculum, I think the goals, I think need to reflect the entire community. I'm not sure we have that right now. So I think that's important work. We need to, you know, stop, pause, look, and make sure we're really reflecting on what the entire community wants, not just a small cohort. Dave, um, that, act, that answer is actually a good prelude to our question number three here, what you were uh, just saying. To, to what extent and in what role do you feel parents should be involved in overseeing our curriculum in the Darien school system? Right. So we're going to have standards that come either from the federal level or we're going to have standards that come from the state. And we're going to have certain curriculum objectives that are come, going to come from you know, what track our students are on, whether they're going for SAT or college. So we want to make sure we do that. You know, faithfully. The question is going to be um, when we look at some of the broader things that happen in the community, are, are we giving them the skills, are we giving them the tools that our parents know that our parents have found to be successful or led to their success? Are these going to be the community values that made parents choose to live in Darien? Is that what we're going to be imparting to our students? I, I think there is a broad consensus here. And I want to make sure the curriculum reflects that. Um, I said in the debate that when you look at Darien, we have a virtuous cycle. We have parents who value education. We have a great education system here in Darien. And so you have parents who value that. They choose to move here to give their kids a good, good education. They spend a lot of time and effort with their kids trying to help them to make sure they get the best of it because they know that that's what's going to give the children the best opportunity to develop themselves as people and have the best opportunities for their families later in life. So with that being said, we really need to make sure that that's what we focus on. Um, I get concerned when I see some of these sort of trendy things that come into the curriculum or, um, you know, sort of advocacy that comes into the curriculum. Going back a little bit to one of your questions, what would I like to do over the coming year? I look at something, say, the University of Chicago principles in terms of free speech, and I think that's something that should be important work that the policy committee should take up. I think we really need to think about, do we want to have a school system where we have safe spaces and trigger words, or do we want to have a situation where we have schools where we can have open dialogue and our students can learn? Also, to go with that, I think it's important to talk about you know, what has made Darien great and what's made our country great, and that's going to be individual freedom. And that's going to be, you know, just a foundation based in, you know, appreciation for each individual and their, you know, God-given rights. 
and appreciation for the tradition that is the United States and the tradition that's made it great, which is a recognition of that and freedom to everybody. So I, I think you know we need to make sure there's open space and open dialogue, and I think we also need to make sure that there's a recognition that there's some traditional values that are unique to America and unique to Darien that are very valuable, and we want to make sure we promote that in the school system. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Dave. Question number four. Will you advocate for an end to the masking of children in our schools? Uh, yes, I think I, I know I already have. <laughs> I know I will continue to. I think the letter we sent to the state was an important step. I think that the um, signaling we're doing right now with the mass as a board is kind of silly. I think if there's a legitimate health reason to have mass, we should do it. If there's signaling and virtue signaling going on, that seems kind of silly. And you mean waste. during your meetings? Yeah, during our meetings with the board. Yeah, meeting. you guys are wearing masks, we, aren't you? We are. And, and other boards in town are not? I don't know what other boards are doing. I just know that when the vote came up, uh, one of our one of my fellow board members said that you know, we should do it as a symbol. And I'm not sure why we'd do a health measure as a symbol. Um, you know, I have a second grader, and I have seen the difficulty she has had wearing the masks. I know it was difficult doing remote learning, so I'm grateful that she's actually in. That being said, you know, she's a little kid. I want her to go run around and play. I'm not an epidemiologist, but from the numbers I have seen, it does not seem there have been a large number of younger kids who've gotten it, and I have yet to see any numbers that say that mask wearing is a you know big help in limiting those numbers. So from what I see, you know, the data is just not there. It, you know, maybe it is, and someone can point it out to me, and then I'll certainly reconsider. But based on what I've seen to date, um, yeah, no, I would like the mask to go away as soon as possible. Plus, we're very fortunate that we're here in Connecticut with such a high vaccination rate. And, you know, I think we should have trust in the vaccines. I think the vaccines have proven their effectiveness. And, you know, I'm confused as to why we're wearing masks and, you know, showing fear uh, when we actually have something that can help treat this and uh, allow people to return to normal lives. So, you know, I think the vaccination is important and it's great that we have it and we should be able to use that to allow our children to get back to being children. All right, let's stay on this train then here. Um, similar lines here. Would you support a vaccine mandate for our children? So again, I said this back in the debate. I think the healthcare choices that people make should be between themselves and their doctor. Obviously, in the situation of children, it should be their parents. Um, so I would leave that to them, whether they think it's best. I mean, they may have situations where you have you know unknown or hidden medical conditions or other fears or other reasons why it doesn't make sense to get the vaccine. So I don't think a one-size-fits-all mandate makes sense. I think you've seen the clear choice made here by the residents with such a high vaccination rate that they do appreciate it. But I think trying to force every single person is not, not the role, certainly not the role of the Board of Ed. Very good. Question six, do you support the regionalization of schools? And if not, why? So I don't support mandated regionalization coming down from Hartford. Um, there may be some smart things that we can do, say Darien and Norwalk or Darien and New Canaan or New Canaan, Greenwich, Stanford, who knows. But there's probably some combinations. I think we've seen it with health insurance where some towns have p pulled together. Um, there's probably some smart things like that that can be done in terms of regionalizing. But that would be optional. That would be up to the towns to figure out how to best work together. And obviously with the goal to deliver better services to their students and with cost savings for the residents. I think that when we look at um, forced regionalization, you lose that unique benefit you have of being in a town, being a part of a community. 
And I think that, you know, we have people who strive to come to Darien because of the good education um, and because of that virtuous cycle we have of parents who value education and having a good education system here that, you know, perpetuates itself. And I think that's something unique and special that we wouldn't want to lose. Very good. Awesome. All right, Dave, you're plugging along here quickly. You got number seven here. Last question. Okay. (laughs) Uh, how much should the Board of Education members consider the burden felt by local taxpayers when deciding how much to spend on education? So I believe the last number I saw, including capital, is that the Board of Education budget is 80% of the town budget. So I would say it's at least 80%. Um, you know, we have voters vote for the Board of Education who are retirees, who don't have children. We rep- we're, we're elected by the entire town. So our constituents are not simply the parents, not simply the children. We need to consider that, and I think that's very important. Um, we have made efforts with the eliminating the portables, which took a long time to get to, but I'm very proud we moved that forward. And we did that in a way to get all three schools done, to get all three schools done as cheaply as possible, and to get it done as quickly as possible. So I think that's a reflection of the commitment we have on the board at this time, which is to get projects done as quickly and efficiently as possible, keeping the taxpayers in mind. And the portables, by the way, those are like the... Um I hear that term used all the time, just so I know. It's What is it exactly? So the portables were, I guess, you know, like you would see on a construction site. They're just temporary structures that were you know, wheeled in, kind of like a mobile home. or. A, oh, yeah, uh, like a mobile home. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. And you know, I keep hearing various stories, whether those are 30 years old, 40 years old, 200 years old. The number keeps changing. <laughs> 200. <laughs> but they've, they've been here far longer than their useful life. And... Um, you know, it, it certainly has been unpleasant, but uh, you know, given security concerns, it really was a priority that was neglected far too long. And so I'm you know, glad we have that, and it's gone up to the town, and we're moving forward to get that issue re- uh, resolved. Got it. All right. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's the end of the formal questions. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, I do. I just want to say thank you both for having me here. It's been great to participate in this format and get through my first podcast. Um, You know, I've really enjoyed my time serving on the board. It's been a great learning experience for me. Personally, I'm all about education. I'm still in school myself. I continue to learn. Um, I know the benefits it's had to myself personally, just in personal pursuit and trying to make myself a better person. I know what it's done for me in terms of professional opportunities that I would have had had I not pursued education. We have an awesome community here. We have awesome parents that are really committed, and we want to get their involvement, and we want to make sure their kids get the most out of the Darien experience they can. And I think that the way that happens is by having the students work hard and work hard at challenging things. And you know, we have a diverse set of learners. What a challenge looks like is different for each of those learners. But that being said, we want each of them to have to work hard, and we want each of them to get to the fullest potential that they possibly have. So that's why education is important to me. Um, I just would like to see everyone in town, you know, have the same benefits I've been able to from it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Dave, thanks so much. That's great. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Like I said before, it's a a new format. It's fun. (laughs) It was fun. Hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, we wish you the best. Good luck. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.